0: This is the Matters of Influence podcast, creating awareness and alignment today to become your best self tomorrow. With your hosts, Debbie Frapp and Terry Foster Nowland. Well, hello again, everyone.
1: (laughs) Yes, hello, everyone. Hi,
0: Debbie. Hi, Terry. Man. We had fun on our last, uh, the last time we were in the studio together, and uh, yes, we did. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna return the favor today. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> so, on our last podcast, um, Terry interviewed me about a topic I was passionate about, and I'm gonna return the favor today. And we are titling this podcast "Generations Matter." Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you ready? You ready to be in the hot seat? I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I love
1: this topic. I'm passionate about this topic. Don't ask
0: me why. It just touches my soul. Yeah. Well, so talk to us a little bit about what uh, generations matter. What are we, what are we talking about here, generations? And what is it that brings out your passion on this topic? Well, you
1: know, Debbie, you and I both have been, um, in different industries and I've primarily been in one industry and we've both been in leadership positions for an extremely long time yes and what's close to my heart about this is you know the diversity in the workplace mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna go with a couple of authors that I've been recently exposed to you have been to yep that I'm actually writing an outline around right now because I want to deliver it that's how passionate I cool. am and it's Generational diversity in the workplace. Um, you know, as we watch leadership change over mm. and as we start seeing, wow, these 20-somethings that are coming into the workplace are going to be leading us soon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a my, it's a mind shift sure. for many of us. And, yeah. you know, um, the leaders that we are under, this is the thing that s- sticks to me, the leaders that we are under make the difference yeah and there are two different stories there meaning um how we turn out has a lot to do with how we're led Mm -hmm. so how and i'm using the word how how we lead yeah has a lot to do with how the people in the next generations plural under us (laughs) yeah yeah turn out and lead right and i'm not talking about our kids i'm talking about people coming up into positions under us absolutely so right absolutely. now we're kind of this is kind of a backpack to briefcase summary as uh, author tim elmore um would reference and tim mm-hmm. just recently released a book in fact debbie and i got a signed copy a few weeks ago yes we did and uh, we had lunch with Mr. Tim Elmore, who is the um, founder of Growing Great Leaders. I want to give him great reference there. Absolutely. The book that he just released is called Generation Z Unfiltered. And I don't mm-hmm. want you to think it's just about Generation Z. And I'm going to cover those. Debbie's giving me grace to cover <laughs> those generations here in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want you to think this book is about Generation Z. It's going to have in-depth charts and information around all of the research that he's been doing Mm -hmm. um, around these five different generations. And most of us are either working inside of or we're hiring another generation. And there's four to five generations. In fact, my generation could be hiring 20-something-year-olds and the 20-something-year-olds
0: could, could be, be hiring her. as 50-year-olds. There you go. Well, here's it's one weird. of the things, too, Terry, that I really appreciate Tim's work. He doesn't approach the generations from a psycho- or a psychology or psychological perspective. Yeah. He's looking at it from society. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I, I love the work that he does, and we got to learn more about that and how he's using a lot of the... um uh, the athletes and and so forth to really help them because those are the people that have influence, right? Oftentimes in mm-hmm. in some of the uh, in the youth, and so I love the fact that he's passionate about um, about developing that. But it's a different way of looking at things, right? Sometimes we want to approach something from the psychological perspective, and when you look at it from society, that's where it gives us an opportunity to have a role in the way that we're leading these various other generations as you mentioned absolutely i think i told you after our meeting with
1: him i think i looked at you and said i should have gotten a degree in sociology i apparently love this stuff."
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you do well I'm talk glad to us you a, said that yeah because it's it's um you know see you do the sociology i do the psychology and we make a great team that's what's well, what uh,
1: in the world why are we not in <laughs> business together i'm not what? sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I will reference, there is another expert, um, Generation Z and millennial expert, Jason Dorsey. Okay. And Jason was just recently speaking at the Global Leadership Summit. Um, people that are listening to this probably heard him speak, and he recently did a podcast uh, with Craig Grishel. Cool. And so you guys yeah. can look that stuff up, but this really is an interesting topic to you as well. Um, but I wanted to also give him kudos because, like I said, yeah. I'm pulling this information from people that have been out there on the ground doing the work. Yeah. So and I'm going to do a snapshot. Um, so here we go. Do you want Perfect. me to go into. Yeah. Talk,
0: so talk about the like when we talk about generations, it's like okay. you, you mentioned that, you know, we've got several in the workplace so let, let's let let's identify the generations and then whatever you want to share about what's important for us to understand okay okay they can just take notes
1: now here's yeah. the thing this is not like a um, personality analysis where you start classifying people right <laughs> so when i tell my kids oh you're an i generation or a y generation mm-hmm. or you're generation z mm-hmm. they start reading about themselves and they go mm. well i don't act like that that's right. not how i think yep so the caveat to this is it may depend on the generation you were raised by that's right okay so I was raised by World War two parents which mm-hmm. were the builder generation okay and so my my friends were raised by hippie parents <laughs> that were more than likely in the boomer generation okay right. so let's you it could be how you were raised right Um sociology that's where the sociology comes back in that's right. right it's that's how right. you were raised and it's the narrative that you were raised in that you bring forward and well, it's so
0: and that raising is what you were referring to is how people are led right so yeah. you were led by parents that were from the world war ii generation and so yeah. therefore they're going to lead a lot differently than those that were raised from. The hippie generation that's right that's right
1: now here so i'm going to go backwards to forward right so okay. the the generation that they were born 1929 to 1945 um this was a very cautious generation these mm-hmm. were like i was saying my parents were this is the world war ii generation they were the the uh, as tim elmore said it be grateful you have a job generation <laughs> right and they were very cautious and you're going to hear a pattern about uh being cautious and then going to confidence and then going being cautious again so they can kind of listen for that okay the builder generation is still in our workplace yes they are they're still out there yep um and and do not take them for granted there are very few however they are still out there they're not Mm -hmm. one of the main four that are in Mm -hmm. the workplace but Mm -hmm. the builder generation are the influencers of the boomers and the busters okay yeah so we go from the builder generation then we go to post-war boomers right Mm -hmm. world war ii 1946 to 1964. and this was the generation where a whole
0: lot of us were born yep (laughs) a a whole lot of us is right we're born barely and that's because it was post-war so they were really happy
1: they were happy the (laughs) war is over
0: (laughs) So they went from a
1: cautious generation, World War II was over, the boomers. The boomer generation was the largest generation. Uh they value work ethic. Um, they they're they're we're the pay your dues attitude generation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We we tend to be a little competitive. Yep. Uh we are a very influential generation. In fact, they're saying we're probably the most Listen to me saying we the boomers (laughs) are the most influential generation in the workplace right now, Hmm. believe it or not, because they they are the mentor generation that so many of the millennials and Gen Z's are looking for. Wow. We, and boomers have the most access to capital. Maybe that's the other reason they like us. Uh, we that might be most- it, too.
0: <laughs> I know that's why my grandkids like me. <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. And boomers have a higher political involvement. Now, I won't say mm-hmm. that about myself as much as my husband, so we won't go there. Okay. Um, the boomer generation is a very confident generation. So we've gone from builders being cautious, boomers mm-hmm. being confident, now we're going to the buster generation, right? Mm, okay. These are the 1965 to 1982 birth, and they're the keep it real generation. Mm. Um, they are the Vietnam, what they were used to is the Vietnam War, like mm-hmm. the political scandals. In fact, mm-hmm. they're kind of a skeptical, cynical generational generation. Mm. Um, they survived the 80s. Um
0: <laughs> As we all did.
1: (laughs) No, I got in a car at this last event last week and the Uber driver was playing. He goes, I hope you don't mind my 80s music, but I hate the 90s. And we got into an 80s uh, discussion. So this was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, But anyway, the, 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 um, uh, the, where am I at? The Busters. The Busters. Busters. They're Mm -hmm. to keep it real, cynical. And they're cautious
0: again. Okay. So we've gone back to cautious. We're back to cautious.
1: Okay. Um, They're deciding whether to stay and finish their career Hmm. or if they should move on. Hmm. Should they stay or should they move on? So Hmm. that's kind of where boomers are. Um, Busters, busters, right? I mean, sorry, busters. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm saying boomers, busters. Uh, Then we go to the millennials. This is one of, um, I've heard both of these authors say this is one of the most misunderstood Mm -hmm. Uh, generations out there um the millennials they were born 1983 to the year 2000 Mm -hmm. and for them tim elmore described it as life is a cafeteria i can Mm -hmm. i can still hear him saying that yep um they're into customizing options they're into things like spotify and downloading their music and um they range in that 23 to 40 year old category just Mm -hmm. to kind of give you a snapshot Mm -hmm. um And millennials like fast growth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we coach a lot of these people. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. They like fast growth. We as leaders have to understand, we can't go, oh, they've got to pay their dues. Do they know they Mm -hmm. can't move up until they've done one, two, three, four, five? That's not how they think. Nope. Um, They delay milestones um, in adulthood. And uh, they like entering the workforce. Hmm. They like they, they, they want to delay getting married. They've delayed buying a home. Many of them delayed getting their driver's license. This is one of those mm. things that kind of cracks me up. I could not wait. To I couldn't this. either. <laughs> and they, they, they delay some things. So they kind of mm. delay things. They're kind of a no hurry generation. People think they're tech savvy. They're really not. They're tech dependent. Ooh. They're not great. Tech disin- great distinction. Yeah. yeah, they're independent, and they're a confident generation, right? They're going to move up fast. Uh-huh. I'm here, and so as leaders, we have to find spots for them fast. And yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, gen- then Generation Z, this is our 21st century people. Uh, you know, um, they're the under 22. They're they're basically ages 22 and under got it um they came from an age during the great recession and they're old enough to process it mm-hmm. um they are used to seeing things like um nine i mean they're not used to nine i'm sorry right they don't get that like the, no. they're used to terrorism is just a natural thing yeah it's just what happened right right,
0: right. um
1: they're very practical practical actually um they are kind of a I'm coping generation, and they're also kind of hoping. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're practical with their money. That's mm-hmm. what we're starting to learn about them through these studies, um, the ones that I'm reading anyway. Um, they are into stability. Um, they are very tech-based in their training.
0: Yeah. As we
1: all know, we all wanna hire a 22-year-old to do That's all right. of our tech work. That's right. Um, but, they, but they need high feedback. And the thing that we're learning about millennials and Gen Z's, um, being another cautious generation, they need feedback constantly. So mm-hmm. a one-year review, I think you remember hearing this, that yep. one-year review is not soon enough. Nope. They probably need a 30-day 30 30 review.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some need to know every week. In fact, mm-hmm. I heard this recently that many corporations are now starting to hire uh, personnel managers just to take care of loving on people, like taking care of
0: people because we're moving
1: into this world where millennials and Gen Zs need to hear our feedback. Yeah. They need very consistent, frequent feedback.
0: They want, yeah, they want a feedback-rich environment. Yes. And, you know, what's so interesting about that is that Going back to some of the prior generations, I don't know that we've really been taught how to give feedback in a way that can benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We hear feedback and we think criticism, which is not Mm -hmm. what they're looking for. Isn't that interesting? See, it's Mm -hmm. just a play on
1: words like we talked in the last podcast about accountability, right. right? That's right. They need feedback. Right. In fact, one of the things that um, now that you're talking about this play on words, I'm going to bring this little scenario in again that Tim gave us. He talked about the culture of the 21st century, and he, in his book, uses the word scene. S C E N E, and S stands for speed. Yep. A- and and speed um, in. Some in the young in the younger generation's mind, slow is bad. We've created the consequence that slow is bad, so everything has to be fast, Mm -hmm. right? Think about Mm -hmm. us and you think about immediate gratification, immediate gratification. And, um, I can think about my dad as a builder, it was always the well, you just need to wait on that, right everything yeah. was slow in his yeah. world right yeah. and i i need i personally like things to be fast and mm-hmm. in my head i have this consequence that slow is bad mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that's a narrative that has
0: been brought forward in many years of leadership sure um, absolutely well we um, we always and, talk and about be, a high sense of urgency right oh we do and that if oh, we don't God. and if we don't have that high sense of urgency there's something wrong that's right wow. that's right And the C is convenience, so
1: that's Uh the word of that's that's the letter C is convenience, and the consequence of that is hard is bad.
0: Oh, hard is
1: bad. It's got to be convenient. Hard is bad. Wow. And then the E is entertainment, because boring is bad. (laughs) Boring is bad. Oh my gosh, how many
0: times have we heard? uh, Well, yours are not old enough yet, but I've I've had my granddaughter say I'm bored. Yeah, i get I'm, bored quick. And I'm like, good, because now wow. we can create something, right? I don't know that she's bought into that quite yet, but that that's really that's really interesting, right? So think about that in the workplace.
1: Yeah. People get, get bored,
0: and then what do they do? Oh, they
1: go somewhere else. Right. Or they leave, or they go create something. You know, the good ones would go create something if they had the autonomy to do that, right? Very true. If you don't give them the autonomy, mm-hmm. they're going to go someplace else that isn't boring. hmm Hmm. Oh, that's a great point. N is nurture because risk is bad. We've got to nurture people because taking a risk is bad. Uh, Not in this segment, but in another session, Tim referenced um, that a lot of boomer parents, sometimes um, um, buster, no, mainly buster parents, he said. I'm looking at my notes. The buster parents tend to be their, their child's Agent. Advocates,
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: their advocates. Yep, and they nurture to the point where they
0: don't allow their children to
1: take a risk.
0: Yep. Well, right? isn't that the the um, participation trophy era? Yes. Oh.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody <sighs> wins. Everybody wins because mm-hmm. we're at risk of somebody's feelings being hurt, or we're at mm-hmm. risk of somebody failing in a bad way as we move forward. And then the E is for entitlement, and labor is bad. Is Mm. the flip side of that the consequences labor? And it's interesting as we look at the workforce today. My husband works in an industry where the people that uh, he sells product to work outside, Uh and their biggest challenge right now are finding younger generations that will go work outside, dig holes, uh, mow lawns, uh, take care of grass, you know, the grass on golf courses. Yeah, it's hard work, right? Yeah. Um, And yet labor is what grows us into a good adult. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we're, we're, we're looking at, we're framing it possibly sometimes as being bad. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. you know, and when we move slow, it creates good things to happen. Right. And um, sometimes when we take away hard, uh, people will just tend to jump to something else instead of working through something that's hard. And yeah. uh, Or they won't learn. Right. That's right. That's right. And we have to remember that slow, and boring is good for our use. You, you referenced neuroscience in the last mm-hmm. podcast. Our yep. brains need boredom. That's right. That's our exactly right. Need boredom. Yes. Um, and um, if we don't, we drift away. And what makes us go creates a higher risk. So it just mm-hmm. all ties together. And we could spend hours on that topic, but I won't do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: well, this is also good, you know, Terry, with what we're looking at here and just the de- different generations and the different categories and, uh, you know, the, the, um, confidence and the cautious and, you know, I, and so as, as we kind of, what can we do? What are some ways that we can lead? Uh, I guess I'm going to use the word how we can lead better, uh, when we start thinking about generations, What, what have you got for us there? Okay. I'm going to give you
1: like five quick bullet points and these will be quick. So, um, every generation brings value first mm-hmm. of all so that's there's right. not one of us that don't bring value I might be a mentor as I said earlier I may w- you need the boomers and the busters in the workplace because yep. we have history yeah and is this isn't it interest is, isn't it interesting history is repeating itself in many organizations right yes now. it is that's exactly right, right. and yep. it's because this cycle Mm -hmm. of going back to confidence Mm -hmm. and going back to caution. But the first thing we can do is we can find specific ways to make the first experience great. And I mean, from the day that they onboard in your organization, in your life, in your family, in your, in your church, whatever that looks like, find specific ways to make their experience great. Mm -hmm. It's their first day, what you do that first day um, and how you relate to how they think, like, Millennials love to have videos created so they can re-watch videos over and over. Right, right. right? Incorporating technology. Mm-hmm. We've got to find ways to make them be connected to their job. Cool. And then another thing is provide concrete examples of the performance you expect. Mm-hmm. They want it to be black and white, cut and dry, tell me what you need from for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Don't build long training programs with complex steps. Give them bullet points, keep it simple. This is what we expect. And oh, by the way, here's some people that you can go talk to that have done this before you go interview them. Perfect. Right? Maybe you'll hold them accountable to that. Mm. And then give specific frequent feedback. We've talked about this already, yep. especially yep. with millennials and Gen Zers. Yep. They need to know how good they're doing. And if they don't, if they're not doing good, they need to know. They right. need feedback. Yep. Um, They want unique experiences. So provide unique experience. They want to be seen as an individual. Hmm. Um, They don't want this one size fits all marketing strategy. They're looking for how their uniqueness fits into your world. And because most of the millennials are looking at how their uniqueness is gonna get them to the next thing quickly. Sure. So allow that to be built on. And then make this visual, right? what's the percentage of the world that most of us are visual learners do you remember
0: oh gosh it's probably in the 80s Mm -hmm. honestly it's high 70s 80s yeah yeah Yeah. i don't
1: think this is a one generation thing it's just Mm -hmm. it's but it is conditioned on um like they tend to be more engaged by video Uh and images featuring real people right right they want to know real people and what's happened and mm-hmm. what they can offer and then lead with outcome mm-hmm. lead with outcome they don't respond respond to long linear processes show them the outcome first and work backwards this goes back to what we talked about on mapping on the last mm-hmm. uh, podcast we yeah. did about accountability that's right show them the outcome first and work backwards. backwards that's right okay that's right um they value social purpose they value practicality and they value diversity, hmm. so you're a big values person. So <laughs> things they value: social purpose, practicality, and diversity. Yeah. So I'll let everybody look those words up if they don't know what that means. So,
0: well, there really, you go. it's that's like how do uh, yeah How do I make a difference? Is really what that's about. Where do I fit in, and how do I contribute, and how do I make a difference? And
1: what we can do, any what any generation can do with each other. Yeah is to understand no one's right or wrong. Nope. It's just the way they're going to think. Yep. yep. Invite them in. I've heard leaders, we heard leaders at the conference we were at uh, a month ago that said we are surrounding ourselves yeah with the younger generations because right. they need us as much as we need them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we want them around us. Yeah. So yeah. embrace it. That yep. the the key thing is embrace it. Yep. Generations matter.
0: And, you know, I, I I love that, Terry. And just a quick story as we wrap this up today is uh, when we were at this conference and got to spend some time with Tim, uh, I had an issue with my iPhone. And I had to yeah. go to the Apple store. And it's so funny because I had an amazing experience, not because they fixed my phone, which they did. The experience was mm-hmm. as I started exploring the diversity that was in the employees that were yeah. working at Apple. The guy that waited on me, he was a probably a buster. I don't mm-hmm. know that he was a boomer. Yeah. And then across the way, there was somebody else that definitely was a boomer. Um. And then you had somebody in there that, that, I mean, they had so many. And so my conversation with him was around, okay, so tell me about your hiring process and tell me about this. So all of those things that you mentioned at the end, there are organizations that are already doing this really well. Yes, you're right. And Apple happens to be one of them. Now, this isn't a promotion for Apple or Samsung or whatever the other phone systems are. This is this is looking at this is a company that has embraced the cultural and the generational diversity. And I think they're doing pretty well. And so <laughs> we can we can take lessons from that, right? And okay, what do we need to learn that they're doing? What have they learned already? That they have implemented in their, um, in their workforce in their retail stores, and that was just a retail store. I have no idea what goes on behind the scenes, but I think we can all learn from those kind of examples. And this is a fascinating topic, and I can't wait to learn even more from you as we, as we proceed with our, our exploration and knowledge. Well, so. and if you think about,
1: I was with her on that experience, and mm-hmm. I just. Everybody, even if you don't have an Apple phone, go in the Apple store and experience that. Yeah, um, yeah. it is an interesting. It is inter- It's a great example, and I'm sure there are many people on here that we may get emails from telling us where to go experience those. <laughs> as well.
0: We might, and so you know what, we welcome we those might.
1: because it was we a, welcome those. It was and a great experience. More, if you want more information about that, or you you want to know which books to to look for again, or what what this yeah. might look like, feel free to email me. I am happy to get that information to you or talk to you more about what this could look like for you cool. inside of your workplace
0: yep so reach out to us on our facebook page and so terry you ready to wrap this up wrapping it up let's go all right well guys we want to thank you first of all terry thank you um each time that i get the opportunity to to listen to you and to have conversation with you i know i grow and develop and i'm sure everybody else gets that same experience when they, um, when they get to hear, hear you share your passion. So thank you for that. And I want to just thank everybody for listening to the Matters of Influence podcast. We hope that you will subscribe to the podcast and, um, please share it with your friends, share, share it on social media. We want as many people as possible to benefit from this. Um, for more on us and this podcast, you can, uh You can go to the Matters of Influence Facebook page, as I mentioned earlier, and our information site at MattersofInfluence.com. So we invite you to rate the podcast and uh, give us a review. It helps us uh, not only to get exposure, but it helps us to know what it is that you like that we're looking for. So until next time, keep it real. Be the best you that you can be. And Terry, thank you for always making me better. Hey,
1: thank you for making me better.
0: All right. Till next time. Look forward to
1: talking to everyone. Give us, send us a message. Thanks. Yeah. Right.